let's talk about digital identity, the podcast connecting identity and business. I am your host, Oscar Santolaya. Hello and thanks for joining. Today we are going to hear how mobile operators around the world have joined forces to build a standard which brings not only strong authentication, but also other services that help us to protect our digital identity. So my guest today is Niklas Berval. He is chair of the Mobile Connect Interest Group at GSMA. He leads the International Mobile Connect community, developing and commercializing new identity capabilities using Mobile Connect. The Mobile Connect community engages over 70 mobile operators in over 30 countries, countless service providers, reaching over half a billion people worldwide. With over 20 years of experience in the mobile ecosystem, Niklas has an exceptional understanding of the key challenges being faced when launching products and services internationally. Prior to the GSMA, Niklas launched and managed a number of global business-to-business product and services in various roles at Vodafone, Oxford Instruments, and Europolitan. Hi, Niklas. Hi, Oscar. Very nice to be here in this uh, podcast, and thank you for inviting me to, to talk a little bit more about identity and the Mobile Connect specifically. Thanks to you. It's great really talking with you. We really want to know more about how Mobile Connect is doing uh, right now. What are the things coming during this new year and ahead? But first, I would like to hear from you. How did you join? What was the journey to come to this world of digital identity? From the GSMA, it was really looking at um, our members. And uh, our members' networks, as you know, really underpin and help drive the of the digital economy and its associated services. I mean, as we've seen, these services bring new challenges for businesses to protect customer identities and customer data, which is both complex and, and costly. So uh, that was really the background to digital identity becoming a strategic priority for the GSMA board a, a while back. We believe then, and you know, we still do, that uh, network operators have unique insights and unique capabilities that can be brought to bear to make digital identity better. If we go from a journey where we started thinking about this to, to today, where we have more than you know four and a half billion internet users globally accessing services, transacting personal mm-hmm. data and money, the digital uh, identity market is estimated to reach a value of some something like 30 billion US dollar by 2024 so in, five, in just four years time. So there's clearly an opportunity for lots of organizations, not the least for network operators and other GSMA members. When Mobile Connect was created and how this originated? And so, I mean, if you look at the history, GSMA identity program, and uh, its uh, participating operators, operator partners started working together about five years ago to deliver mm-hmm. Mobile Connect, a mobile identity-based service which works by matching users with their mobile phone numbers. And uh, we really started with this notion, digital identity is really important. At the moment, we are not doing enough there. So let's start by building a standard that we can corral uh, together as an industry. 
It now offers a wide range of practical use cases, such as being able to easily register and log into websites and apps, to authorizing transactions and sharing specific set of personal data with online services. You know, over the years, for example, mobile operators here in the in the UK where I'm now based, offer attribute-based identity services to some of the biggest financial merchants in the countries like uh, American Express or HSBC. In the US, this uh, autumn, uh, we saw mobile operators launch uh, Zenki to allow users log in into their apps with their, with their smartphone. Also in other countries such as Russia, India, Spain and Germany, mobile operators have all come together, working together to bring identity services to uh, to the ecosystem so so that's really you know where we started we looked at that there is a strategic opportunity we then sort of said let's create some standards around this and, and specification which is mobile connect and then over the years we've seen adoption and uh, let's say the manifestation of that those strategies are being put to place and can be of great use to the ecosystem Yes, you already started mentioning there are several use cases. And today, different use cases have been um, implemented, deployed in different countries. Coming a little bit back on the on the concept itself, how would you describe Mobile Connect to an end user, to an individual? For an end user, if you look at some of the authentication services and what service providers and end users are struggling with is the need to manage risk or prevent the wrong person to get hold of data or transact on your behalf, as well as you know create a simple and nice experience for you as a user. Friction-free is often mentioned. And if we look, for instance, at China Mobile, they're using a service from Mobile Connect called Verified MSISDN Share. Basically, China Mobile shares the MSISDN with the service provider of the device connected to the service provider. And the SP then uses that MSISDN, that phone number, as an identifier to give access to the correct user account. In this case, the user doesn't really see Mobile Connect at all. All mm -hmm. they are seeing is that they are being logged in and they get hold of the right data. And obviously, they also take confidence that uh, this data is not being given to someone else. But there you have a friction-free experience And we've seen some tremendous numbers in this, you know, over the last two years, China Mobile have grown transactions per day with over 800%. And they're now doing 1.1 billion daily transaction, powering a, an ecosystem in, in China with over 300 commercial partners, enabling over secure authentication on over 3,000 applications, including 82 of the top 200 apps and six out of the 10 top applications. So clearly, great use for uh, the ecosystem partners, great service from China Mobile, but uh, as an end user, you don't really mm -hmm. see it or experience that this is Mobile Connect. All you are seeing is that you're being simply logged in. In other countries, when you look at the authentication services, you might see a SIM applet, for instance, the operators in Spain have launched and you and you click click OK to log mm -hmm. in and so forth. So there it's a, it's the clear user experience and it's clear that this is an authentication service called Mobile Connect provided by the, the operator. And now that you mentioned this, Spain, I have seen that one in Spain, so it's very, very simple. It's um, no password, so that's one of the, the biggest benefits, authentication without passwords. 
Absolutely. Authentication without passwords. And it's really coming to what are we trying? What is everyone working really hard in the ecosystem to create uh, friction-free journeys that allow for you to place the trust in the service provider, to trust them with your with your data, with your money, or whatever it is that you're transacting as an end user. Yeah, exactly. I can see uh, a huge potential because yeah. mobile operators are big. You know the exact number, but a huge number of billions of people already have a mobile subscription, something that many people don't have, a, like a bank account, for instance. So, but they have a a mobile subscription, and in this mobile subscription, the operator already has well verified their identity, their every personal identity, and has some personal information that helps to do these services. Not like a strong authentication based on verify identity or the um, other services you mentioned, the one in China, for instance. Could you tell us now how is the adoption worldwide nowadays? Let's say in terms of countries or continents, what would you say? So at the moment, the numbers we're tracking, we've got about uh, 70 mobile network operators that have implemented Mobile Connect uh, residing in approximately 40 markets. Obviously, they're at various stages in, uh, let's say, maturity. A number of success stories are emerging. And uh, and I think there are, there are a number of factors that are driving how quickly the, uh, the operators are able to march in their individual market. And uh, one of the key things we've noted within the GSMA, in order for these types of solutions to really get traction in a particular market, it's important for the operators. Typically, you would have you know three, four mobile operators in a country mm-hmm. that those operators are working together. Uh, so mm-hmm. that for a service provider, you're able to authenticate the entire user base in a consistent manner. Otherwise, it's it's much harder to really drive adoption and, and uh, a lot of usage. Is that a requirement? Let's say if one mobile operator in one country wants to start using Mobile Connect, is a requirement that all the other operators in the country have to also use Mobile Connect or... Make agreements? No, I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a requirement as such, but we see that um, typically in markets where uh, you have, um, let's say, competition between operators and they are about equal size, it's uh, it's mm. it helps if they are working in concert. Maybe not all of them have to launch on the same day, but if there's mm-hmm. a roadmap to get, let's say. Uh, 60-70% of, of the users in that market up to uh, to a, a mobile authentication solution or a, or an attribute service or something that helps to, to really create that marketplace. But we have uh, outliers like, uh, for instance, Turkcell have been very successful with their fast connect implementation, fast login based on mobile connect. And they are now, you know, processing transaction of uh, well over 30 million per month. They are doing that across the ecosystem and they've opened it up for service providers. Turkcell as, as well, you know, they are a very strong operator with an outspoken ambition to become more than a mobile uh, operator and a digital service provider. They have music services and video services and so forth where they are using their fast login service as well, obviously driving mm-hmm. transaction, training users and therefore creating more value for other service providers to, to take up their fast login solution. Yeah, sure. I understand that it's not required that uh, all the operators have to agree to implement Mobile Connect. But yeah, I understand that it's in, in their best interest of one operator that also some of the other operators at least 
also implemented, at least are in the roadmap. So the ecosystem, the market is significant in, in a country, right? So I would like to hear now more, a bit more in detail, some concrete examples in some countries, how some operators in one country have implemented some of the services and how others in different countries, different services of mobile connect. Okay. I mean, I think I've already referenced, you know, China Mobile. I think that mm-hmm. really is something to pause to for, for thought, you know, the, the fact that a service such as Verified MSISD and Share can get up to 1.1 billion daily transaction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the growth they've, they've had, you know, 800% over the last two years to get to that stage and still growing. Mm-hmm. It just shows this... Um, need for friction-free and secure user journeys. And we're seeing now that the European operators um, across a number of countries are looking to uh, enable those types of services. And um, we can talk a little bit about, you know, what's going to happen next later. But I think that's that's a key success, I think, for just to proving that the case for Mobile Connect. I think another thing that's very, very interesting and topical in Europe today, and it relates to uh, strong customer authentication and uh, PSD2, some regulation that the European Union is driving in the, in the financial services space, where um, a number of banks now are looking at uh, how can we harden or improve on SMS OTP. And uh, and that was thing. The UK operators have uh, have launched a service called Account Takeover Protection or or ATP. In this service, they share the information when the last uh, SIM swap happened on that particular MSISDN. So if you've received a new SIM card, basically. Why is this important? I think across a, a number of countries, not only in Europe but across the world. Fraudsters through social engineering are tricking mobile operators to hand out um, a SIM card to them. And uh, obviously with that SIM card and other information, they are now able to transact on someone's um, let's say, bank account. And with the new SIM card, they can then uh, collect the SMS OTP and uh, transfer money for that user illegitimately. Obviously for the bank to find out what the date of the last SIM swap gives them an indication. Is this a high-risk transaction or is it a, a low-risk transaction for that type of account takeover? And the UK, we're seeing promising signs there. And uh, and as I said, the, the European operators are now looking to roll that type of attribute service out uh, across, across the continent. And... Um, this in combination with the service that China Mobile has rolled out, verified MSISDN, share or match, those two services together can really, let's say, tighten up on uh, on secure authentication when you're looking at uh, some ways to replace or, or harden SMS OTP. About this, uh, the one in UK that you just mentioned, this Mobile Connect account takeover protection. So who offers to whom? So for instance... The operator offers this service to the financial institutions. That is the who? Yes. So I mean, the the way you look at the ecosystem, obviously, the the, the banks are large enough to buy directly from the operators in the UK. But typically, mm-hmm. they would go through some type of channel partner. Not talking specifically about this solution or any particular uh, particular bank, but you know, in the uh, mobile connect interest group, we got companies such as uh, Payphone. Boko, Bix, Telesign, 
Infobip, who are all working to aggregate these type of attribute services from all operators and then as a single point provide this to a, a financial institution. And that's typically what we're seeing happening here in the UK in terms of how the, the banks and the financial services vertical is, is consuming these services from the operators. It's very similar to the messaging and, uh, and how SMS is being consumed by banks for SMS OTP. Correct, yes. Other countries, for instance? On the authentication side, you know, I've also, also touched on Turkcell before. And I think that is really a, a case just showing how an operator is, is saying, you know, we want to be more than an operator and uh, and drive, let's say, become a digital service player and that um, identity has a place in our strategy to become just that. Another example, I think, you know, again, I think I'll come back to the UK, but three here integrated with uh, Boku to offer some fraud prevention capabilities to service providers such as uh, MoneyGram and Money Transfer Service. And uh, in this case, uh, new customers that register to MoneyGram would check the information such as name and address with the records that uh, the mobile operator 3 has on file for that number. And um, this is kind of case study has shown that the KYC data helped MoneyGram to comply with uh, their own KYC regulations and prove identity with customers. And at the same time, it proved the case for mobile attributes for three. Uh, in the case of using Mobile Connect for authentication, you, you mentioned Turkcell as it seems to be one of the best implementations of Mobile Connect for authentication. In that case, is it because Turkey doesn't have strong authentication methods or there are others competing in that in that country? So how is the scenario in, in, in strong authentication in Turkey and how Turkcell found this, this niche? If you want to take up of, uh, of, of users or, or consumers to start using your authentication service, it's so important to have the services that are of interest mm. to those consumers. And Turkcell working hard to become a uh, digital service providers and you know having all of those services music and uh, and tv and and so forth they were able to quickly connect their identity efforts with great services which users and consumers wanted to consume and, and needed to authenticate to consume so they had that they since they act as a service provider themselves and an identity provider and an mm -hmm. operator They had all of that in in house, and they, then they were also able to attract external service providers to use their authentication service. I think in some countries where you're launching an operator identity service, and the only thing that you're uh, being able to authenticate against is uh, the, the operator's internal portal mm -hmm. for services. As an end user, as a consumer, you don't go in often enough there to really warrant you learning and using in earnest a new authentication solution. So it's much harder. And without consumers being trained to authenticate, it's also much harder to attract service providers to add your authentication solution as one of the ways that uh, they allow their consumers to authenticate on their sites. Yes, yes. No, it's clear, at least to me, that in the case of uh, Darkcell, the they invested a lot in, in creating services, various services, because that is what people really want, are they are buying services. And they added the identity as part of the portfolio, so definitely a, a very good example. Yeah, I think, you know, Oscar, 
it's, it may be that you and I and you know some of the listeners of this podcast, they are interested in pure play identity. For most of the world, it's just a necessary evil to mm-hmm. uh, get to the service you want to access and also to protect your data. But it's not something that you just uh, you know try out or play with. You simply just accept it's there and you want it to be easy and reasonable. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, <laughs> uh, most of the people are not uh, trying, okay, let's try the... the the 10 coolest authentication methods, right? <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> People are trying well, apps. It's a very niche segment. <laughs> I guess a few guys will do it, but not not many. Yeah, that's that's correct. Many people are trying all the time new new services, new apps. That's what the majority of people are doing. That's true. It's a selling observation you have done. What about for service providers who might be listening to these organizations who are using some authentication methods, some strong, some not so strong? Uh, but might consider using Mobile Connect now, now that they're listening to us. How in concrete organizations can benefit with having Mobile Connect as a as an authentication method? It really comes down to the kind of digital experience that uh, you're looking to create for your users and consumers. And what's getting in the way of making those experiences amazing at, at the moment? And you know, since we're talking about Mobile Connect, particularly when it comes to logging in and using and and, and protecting the services and the data in that. So I think you know um, I've highlighted that with uh, let's say some of the success cases and uh, and examples. You know what some service provider have found really appealing with uh, operator and network data is that services can be designed with little or no impact to the user experience as well as reduce the risk of fraud. Mm. So you have an ability to reduce friction and uh, reduce the risk of fraudulent access to services. I think that's really something to consider. And I mean, in Europe now, you know, we're seeing uh, momentum amongst all of the operators across the continent to um, either launch or they are in the process of launching identity services such as uh, verified MSISDN and ATP. Again, you just to make sure that it's clear, verified MSI is the end, that's an S, S service provider request operator to match the mobile number associated with the IP address of the SP's users, the mobile number that uh, the SP has on file. And once you have that match as an SP, you can then say, now I know which user is browsing into my into my portal and can, can open up the services without the user having to do something. So this can be used as the single authentication or it can be used alongside, let's say, the usual or, let's say, authentication ways that you have already put in place, such as a password and, and username. And, you know, ATP, again, to get the information of when the last SIM change took place to be able to assess the risk that this mobile number might have been taken over by a fraudster and then, you know, have a slightly different journey if you believe there might be a risk for that. The ones who are in, in Europe, I would say it's worthwhile to, to discuss with uh, your operators or potentially channel partners such as Booker, Payphone, Idenia, Callsign and big telesign about, you know, what are the new attributes that are coming out here that we should potentially be considering in the individual markets. For your listeners in the US who are looking at this, you know, these types of services, uh, verified MSISDN and KYC and um, account takeover protection have been available in the States for some time. And, you know, we now believe that uh, you will be able to access similar type of services from the MNOs here in Europe. So that means that 
it can bring over some of those learnings and and experiences created for uh, for American users over over to Europe. And now, as you mentioned, house not only the operators are the ones who who offer these services because they are uh, distributors. Could you tell me what is the best way if, if someone is from some country where Mobile Connect is less less developed, or the operator is already working on that and might have some service, but it's difficult to find out about that. So, what is the best way? If maybe you are a service provider in a country where you haven't heard so much about Mobile Connect, the best way is to contact to the operator or whom to contact? You can contact operators if you have a contact. If you're already uh, using, um, let's say, SMS uh, services and you're buying it from some mm. of the, the channel partners, you know that is probably a quicker route to get access. Typically, where we're seeing the operators, this kind of resides either in their business unit for uh, for corporate services or it uh, resides in in carrier services and either way it can be slightly difficult for a service provider to find the right contact and 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 a lot of the operators are are using channel partners and and I mentioned a few of them um, you know like payphoning for big book and Bix and telesign they are probably the ones that are already selling sms and, and other messaging services to you today so this could be a way to extend that relationship and consume a little bit more from those players. However, if you do end up not finding the right contact, you know, you're always welcome to browse into GSMA and you'll find us there on their Mobile Connect GSMA or Identity GSMA and you can send us a message and, uh, you know, we'll do our best to connect it to, uh, to the relevant players in, in the countries where you, where you have interest. Right, yeah, thanks for that clarification. Yeah, but it makes sense. The channel partners, such as the one who provide SMS services or message services, are, of course, most likely good channels to find more information about Mobile Connect in every country. So if you'd like to say something else about Mobile Connect? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's always worth plugging a little bit the uh, Mobile Connect interest group that you uh, that you introduced in the beginning of this call, which I chair. Yeah. And uh, basically, it's a forum which is open for all all GSMA members, operators, as well as associate members, to um, basically share, collaborate, and learn about what uh, the community is doing about in, in identity. We run our uh, online collaboration. We have monthly calls, and we organize two summits every year. So for those of you who are members in the GSMA, feel free mm-hmm. to, uh, to contact us and join the group. Okay, excellent. Nicholas, now could you finally give us a tip for anybody how to protect our digital identities? The rule that I try to live by is never to pick up uh, unsolicited messages. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not been initiated by my by myself, I simply don't engage. And that's helped to protect my identity so far. So that's something that I, I would always encourage, you know, my, my family members and others to uh, to buy by. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very suspicious about any unsolicited message whatever the channel it comes exactly oscar and uh, do you have any final questions final thoughts no i think it has been very very educational the many things about the mobile connect that i didn't know and i i know it's it's interesting to share with us with our audience uh, it's uh, um it's an standard uh, ub secure has been working together also for for a few years and and yeah, it's interesting to see how things are being implemented uh, in other continents. So yeah, thanks a lot for sharing this with us. Could you finally tell us 
how we can find even more information about Mobile Connect. Yes, and uh, thanks again, Oscar, for uh, for inviting us to talk about uh, identity. I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. So if you want to find out more about Mobile Connect and the identity efforts that uh, the GSMA is is driving, you know, please put this in any search engine as GSMA Identity or GSMA uh, Mobile Connect, and you'll find our, our pages. There you'll have contact details and, uh, and a bit more information about our program and, and how we work. And uh, don't be a stranger. Feel free to get in touch. We, we love to hear from the community and to help drive the digital identity agenda. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot, Nicholas, for this very interesting conversation, for sharing everything that's going on in Mobile Connect, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk About Digital Identity, produced by UBSecure. Stay up to date with episode at ubsecure.com slash podcast, or join us on Twitter at ubsecure, and use the hashtag LTADI. Until next time, 